What is up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Sports Ethos Sixers podcast. I'm your host, Adam Sherman, and sorry it's been a little bit without an episode. I really wanted to wait until the Sixers wrapped up their Western road trip, which has now come to an end, and hopefully got Joel back, and good news, looks like he'll be back for the next game. We'll get to that later. But I just wanted to start the episode, again, a quick recap of the last five games without Joel Embiid, uh, numerous other injuries also. So we're going to start uh, against Utah, and this game was absolutely brutal. Sixers lose 85-120. to 120. Um, No Danny, Joel, or Matisse um, looked not great from the start. Obviously, the Jazz being a great organization, a great team, and yeah, just complete dominance by Utah. Um, some bright spots, Tyrese Maxey had 16 points, Shake with 18 points, and Isaiah Joe had 8 points, 3-for-11 uh, shooting. Um, so not even a great game from Isaiah Joe, but nice to see him out there. Eight boards as well, which is a little interesting. But the main point from this game was just the way the Sixers shot the ball in comparison to Utah. Um, Sixers were 36.7% as a team from the field, while Utah was 51.7%. So that's a huge discrepancy. Really, really hard to make that up for any team, and especially on the road. Uh, just an ugly game all around. For Utah, Bogdanovich with 27 points, 9 for 12 shooting. Gobert with 15 and 17, and Donovan Mitchell and Mike Conley, 13 each, and Jordan Clarkson put in 20 points of his own. So in a well-rounded team effort, as usual, for Utah. I'm not too upset about this game personally. A lot of injuries um, without Joel, as I've mentioned many times. Uh, games are going to be a little more rough and just couldn't get the win here. Uh, late game, you know, start of a road trip is always difficult. The end of a road trip is even more difficult, uh, especially in these circumstances where all these games are, are on the West Coast. But we're going to get to these games and the next one being against the Denver Nuggets. And this one was actually an incredible game. Um, no Danny, Embiid, and Matisse again. And the Sixers actually were able to get the win here on the road in Denver with such a small-headed group. Tyrese Maxey with 22 points, 5 boards, 4 assists. Seth with 20 points. Tobias Harris, 17-7. and seven. And Ch- Charles Bassey with 12.7 boards and 3 blocks in a career-high 19 minutes. Most notable performances from this one. And the main point was just the way the Sixers were able to play as a team here. Uh, rally around Tyrese Maxey at the helm, uh, as they've been doing all season. Maxey looked incredible in this one, no surprise there. Sixers really able to bounce back from that poor shooting performance against Utah, shooting 50.6% as a team, and held Denver just 36% as a team. So a little bit of the flip of the script there, which was interesting. Jokic still did his thing, 30 points, 10 boards, 7 assists. Will Barton had a good game as well with 19, 9, and 8. But the rest of the Nuggets really struggled. A really good team win for the Sixers, and I was very impressed in that one. Uh, they were able to get that win, especially on a road uh, against a presumed playoff team. I mean, no MPJ, no Jamal Murray. It's questionable at this point, but I think with Jokic on your team, it's pretty hard to miss the playoffs. Uh, moving on against Portland. Sixers kept it close, ultimately lose 118-111. to 111. A very good game. Tobias Harris with 28 points, 8 boards. Tyrese Maxey also putting in 28 and 9 assists. An incredible game for Maxey. One of his best of the season. Uh, Niang with 15 points. And Matisse was back for this one and scored 9 points in his return. But the main storyline of this game was Damian Lillard. Uh, this was really uh, the start to his resurgence to his season. Dame's been having a little bit of a rough run to start the year, but of course he chooses to really turn it on against the Sixers, um, scoring 39 points and then seven boards, three blocks for Dame, which is just ridiculous. So 
it was really tough to overcome. Really couldn't miss a close out the game in Damian Lillard style. So as tough as that is that, that Dame had to turn it on against the Sixers, it's understandable. And really no one here to blame all that much. Um, Tyrese Maxey was just incredible. Really, his defense is a little bit of a liability, but at the end of the day, uh, he's scrappy and he really does play hard defense. The only time his defense is a liability is really the height and um, Seth Curry's defense with him and them two at the top trying to switch on bigger guards or even like guys like Dame. You got one of them's got to get out and contest that. And when you know you're a little bit. I don't even want to say undersized, but you have two guys who are undersized. Neither of them can really get that contest up fully. It would be really hard to guard Damian Lillard. So, uh, yeah, once again, solid game. Fought till the end. Uh, third game on this Western road trip. Uh, fourth game of their entire road trip. So it is what it is. Uh, bounce back. No Joel once again. So moving on to Sacramento. Sixers able to pull out another win, and this was... Definitely the more impressive win uh, in comparison to the Nuggets. Obviously, the Kings are a less strong team, but the Sixers were without Danny, Seth, Tobias, and Joel. So that's four of their five um, original starters. And if you want to count Ben Simmons, not a single usual starter for this win. And, of course, it was Tyrese Maxey leading the way in this one with 24 points. Uh, Shot 8 for 22. Very interesting for Tyrese Maxey. Because you usually see Maxi extremely efficient shooting under 15 shots most of the time. But it's not really an issue at all. I love seeing Maxi shooting 22. I mean, he's going to have to do that if he's going to really lead this team and do what he's been doing all year. We want him to put up more shots, get in the lane more, and do all that uh, great stuff that we see from Maxi. Those step backs, that mid-range is looking really improved. His shooting in general obviously looks improved. So uh, 22 shots from Maxi is a beautiful sight. Love to see more of that. Um, Andre Drummond. He's been really, really quiet as of late. Uh, emergence of Charles Bassey stealing some of his minutes. Andre's been kind of quiet, but in this one, 9 points and 23 boards. The Andre Drummond that we know and love uh, from the start of this season uh, and his whole career in Detroit. Uh, 23 boards is ridiculous. Uh, played great defense. So active and, you know, so, so great to have that when uh, your center's out. To have a guy who can put up 23 boards who isn't your usual starting center is ridiculous. Um, Shake Milton, 16 points off the bench, and Isaiah Joe with 11 off the bench. Um, I want to talk about a little more about Isaiah Joe, but that will come later. Um, Matisse Thibel with 15 points and three steals, so excellent game for Matisse here. And for the Kings, um, nothing too special. De'Aaron Fox had 23, Holmes with 18 and 8, and Buddy Heald um, making Sixers fans more jealous with 21 points, 9 boards, and 5 threes. Uh, Sixers fans have wanted Buddy for a while. Um, I don't think at this point a Ben Simmons trade to the Kings is super possible just because the return doesn't make a lot of sense if the Kings are unable to give up Fox or Halliburton. But, you know, Buddy, great shooter, great player for the Sixers if they could somehow acquire him. Uh, Moving on to the final game of this road trip, this one was really rough um, uh, against the Golden State Warriors. Sixers kept it really close in the first half before ultimately losing by 20. Seth Curry against his brother Steph, 24 points. Tyrese Maxey stayed hot with 19. Matisse with 7-5 and and 3 steals and 2 blocks. So great performance again for Matisse. But ultimately Golden State led by Steph Curry's 25-10. and Jordan Poole's 17 and Andrew Wiggins 19. Along with Draymond Green's in their triple-double. They absolutely turned it on in the second half. They really could not miss. Got out a lot of fast breaks and really shut that down early. Sixers were leading at half and looked really great. It was very surprising considering how great the Warriors were playing. But 
ultimately they showed why they've been playing so well. All right, that five-game stretch is now wrapped up. It's in the past. Joel Embiid looks to be back against the Timberwolves. I skipped over that earlier, but that is a huge, huge news. And honestly, not many better games have Joel back than a matchup against Carl Anthony Towns at home for their return. Uh, That's going to be a great game. The real question will be, will Joel be 100%? We've seen a lot of these guys back from COVID on minutes restrictions. Um, Joel's been out like three weeks, so you got to assume it was a pretty bad case. But you also have to assume that if he's going to come back, he's ready to play. And he should be at near 100%. We're hoping no minutes restriction. None has been given quite yet. But really excited to see how that game plays out and how Joel looks back. Um, Before the break, Joel was really uh, finding his groove right before he ultimately got COVID. Uh, Had that 30-point game against Chicago, uh, which was a great win a while back. And the Sixers were really looking hot before that. Big uh, roadblock for the Sixers, but... He's back. Hopefully this team can start to find their flow again. It appears really everyone is back and healthy for the most part with Matisse returning, Danny Green returning. Uh, Tobias has this this lingering hip injury. Not really sure what the deal is with it. He was out against Golden State, but I'm really not positive um, what the deal is. It's very, very shaky. He could be back next game. Some reports are saying they're hoping it's not going into December. So... Really just hoping Tobias is okay and able to get this full team healthy and back on the court. Um, other news, Ben Simmons. There have been reports that Ben Simmons has is, uh, broke and he needs to return back to the Sixers for some cash flow. Uh, that's really amusing to me um, because, you know, he's gone for a couple of months and, and he can't support his, his lifestyle is kind of crazy. And already, if he's going to come back and it's not his choice, I'm really, really wondering what that dynamic is going to be. Because if Ben were ultimately to come back under his own power and play, I think that would have been okay. But if he's forced back for money and he really doesn't want to be there, I'm just wondering to what extent he's going to really put everything he has into the team, like how much he really would care, um, what they're going to do if he doesn't. So that's going to be super, super interesting to watch if Ben does end up returning. And the Ben trade rumors uh, have kind of slowed down a little bit. haven't heard all that much uh, new rumors for Ben, new teams Chiming in, Daryl Morey seems very serious about this whole uh, waiting till he finds the perfect trade. Um, Dame's getting hot right now, which is not the greatest for the Sixers' uh, chances because if the um, excuse me, if the Blazers really start to turn it up and play well with Dame leading, uh, Dame's not going to want to go anywhere. So, yeah, that's just you know really unfortunate. We would love to see Dame in Philly, but ultimately at this point, it appears Ben will not be nearly enough. Small chance the Sixers have to give a guy like Tyrese Maxey to get Dame. I don't know if I'm even willing to do that at this point. Uh, Speaking of Tyrese Maxey, um, this is a great segue actually into how legit Tyrese Maxey really is because at the beginning of the season, I was like, okay, Ben's out. Maxey's playing pretty solid. It's fun to watch, but ultimately how realistic is it that he's really this good of a player, a late first-round pick, a second-year player, but he's only getting better and better as the season goes on, which is ridiculous. Uh, Close to 19 points a game now. This road trip uh, really turned it up for for a string of great games in a row. He hasn't scored single-digit points since the game against the Knicks, which was the fourth game of the season. Uh, That's absolutely ridiculous. He's playing 30-plus minutes nearly every single night. Only game that he hasn't was against Utah, 35-plus minutes in three of the last four. So Maxi's production, everything about him so far this year, has been better than expected. I really... 
I hate talking about it every episode, but I love talking about it actually because I feel like I'm repeating myself, but at the same time it needs to be repeated because Tyrese Maxey is the shining star of this team through the start of this season. Um, Moving on, one other thing I wanted to look at was the Sixers' current rotation, their starting lineup, um, how all these injuries have shown new guys coming in and getting minutes. For example, guys like Charles Bassey and Isaiah Joe, I really feel like both of those guys have earned some solid minutes on this team, especially Charles Bassey. Um, in his small, short minutes that he's given, he's really, really proved that he deserves a shot. A uh, lot of boards, decent amount of blocked shots. He can score. He's super athletic. Uh, he's a little undisciplined, but he's a rookie. You got to expect that. So I think it's really he's a really interesting prospect. Um, I do love Drummond as a backup center, and it's really hard to play Bassey on the court with another center because he's so one-dimensional. Uh, he's such a traditional center, can't really straight space the floor all that well. So, But you also have to think about the fact that uh, Andre Drummond signed a one-year contract. He could be gone next year. A team could uh, be willing to give him some big money. So Charles Bassey could be the future of the backup center for the Sixers. Um, so... Giving him some minutes now is definitely not a bad idea. Um, Danny Green uh, in the starting lineup, he's been playing all right, but you got to think guys like Matisse Thybul or even George Niang might deserve a shot at some point uh, of getting into that starting lineup. I would definitely say Matisse is the stronger candidate. Uh, his defense, once again, uh, one of the best in the NBA. It's ridiculous. He's getting better. His offense even seems to be improving a little bit. We still see that old Matisse who's a little scared of, of hesitation to shoot, to drive, passes it out a lot, um, draw contact. But he's really firing a little bit more. In certain games, you can see his confidence. Uh, you can see him attacking the basket. He makes great off-ball cuts. Him and Maxi have some really good chemistry. And it's been fun to watch on the offensive end for Matisse when he decides when he wants to turn it on. So I think uh, maybe some minutes in the starting lineup, you know, with some better playmakers. Joel Embiid on the court is a lot better to space the floor and find Matisse on those cuts and get Matisse in some open space to show off his athleticism. So I think that could be really interesting. And on the other side, Danny Green off the bench might be impactful. Uh, you know, another shooter off the bench is always, always good. Um, Isaiah Joe, a uh, shooter off the bench, has looked Pretty spectacular for his minutes um, for a second-round pick, second-year player. Didn't really think he'd be seeing the floor as much as he has this season, but I'm definitely not complaining. Uh, a lot of energy, very solid defender. He's pretty scrappy, which is really the name of this Sixers team so far this year. Um, Doc has these guys playing super hard. Um, I think Doc's coaching throughout the year has already improved significantly. I don't think many of the recent losses are on him. Um, there's obviously some times where he makes some questionable defensive adjustments, uh, puts some defenders on some interesting players. But overall, I really like the way Doc has coached this team. I think he's got them playing together and unified with the whole Ben situation. So props to Doc, props to the whole coaching staff, um, prayers up to Dave Yeager, who uh, sadly diagnosed with cancer. So that is um, a big loss for the Sixers sideline. He was a great coach, um, former head coach. So that's always really valuable to have as an assistant. But right now, hoping he gets better. Um, Sam Cassell, uh, obviously a huge part for Maxi's improvement and development. Um, he's really worked with him one-on-one. -on -one. You can see Maxi's uh, on the court sometimes looking over to Cassell for advice more than Doc even, which is super interesting. Uh, Cassell, obviously a former player, a uh, pretty good one at that. So it's really good to see Maxi feeding off of that. Finally, 
A quick look ahead uh, to the Sixers' next couple of games. As I've mentioned, they got the Wolves at home, uh, finally ending this road trip with Joel Embiid back. Uh, poetic justice, if you will. It's just a really, really great culmination. Hopefully a way for the Sixers to hit that switch again, get right back into that top uh, team in the East that we know the Sixers definitely are talent-wise. Um, without these injuries, without COVID, um, without any of that, the Sixers definitely have the talent to get back into those top couple of slots in the East, and I believe they'll do so. Then they got the Magic at home. Um, that should be an easy game. I don't want to jinx anything, but Magic are not a great team, and at home, Sixers really have to take care of business there. Then they got the Celtics away. That is going to be a crazy game, hostile environment. Uh, Tatum's really been turning it up. The Celtics are looking pretty solid, so an interesting one there. Then they got the Atlanta Hawks away. The Hawks also with Trey Young, obviously, beat us in last year's playoffs. They've been looking a lot better. Trey's adjusted to this season. And then we got the Charlotte Hornets, two games in a row, both in Charlotte. Um, the Hornets also have been looking very impressive. Lamelo Ball looks like the real deal. Uh, Miles Bridges, most improved player candidate. And that's honestly, in my opinion, a two or three man race with Tyrese Maxey, Miles Bridges, and Maybe a guy like Jordan Poole mixed in there. But ultimately, I think Maxie's leading that charge. I'll say it again and again, and he's given me no reason to think that he's not. So um, final thoughts. Uh, looking forward to seeing Joel back, obviously. Really interested to see how he's going to do. Hopefully that knee is rested up because if everyone forgot, Joel uh, had a sore knee um, shocker. Um, he looked to always be, you know, grabbing at it a little bit, questionable for every single game, but hopefully these three weeks of having COVID and recovering from COVID have also helped that knee a little bit. So I'm excited to see how these next couple of games wraps up. So as always, thank you guys for listening. I'm Adam Sherman, and keep trusting the process.